Welcome, it's Nicolette. This is The Curious Creative on Riverside Radio and thank you so much for joining me today. Curious about how your week has been. I really do hope it has been a good one. So this is the local radio show that supports the creative in learning who they are so that they can successfully focus on what they do. And I've got a question for you, dear creative, today. What are your personal boundaries like? Well, today's show is all about the personal boundaries we fail to set. The unclear boundaries that cause disharmony. Disharmony amongst colleagues, friends and lovers. The failed boundaries that leave us feeling boxed in, that leave us feeling disloyal to our true self, feeling tired and feeling powerless. In today's show, I'm going to share how you can find the space you need in your world. I want you to uh, learn ways to reclaim your self-respect and to receive an overflow of vibrant energy and also to live in your self-power. That's what I want you to feel like at the end of this show. So where do you find yourself feeling anxious? Perhaps with a knot in your tummy? Maybe wanting to cry or feeling pretty small and insignificant? And what is it that brings these situations about when you find yourself in them? And how are you contributing to them? Setting personal boundaries is a key way to improving your life and also to maintaining healthy relationships. Unfortunately, Few of us are taught about them and how to successfully implement them. And this results in unhappy connections with others and disconnection from ourselves. Personal boundaries are about limits. They're about your limits. You must know your limits. You must know them and you must understand them because then you can start to set boundaries for those around you. For those around you too. Not just your own, but them as well. So I put together five boundary setting offerings for confidently introducing personal boundaries into your life that will assist you in instilling a much needed skill and also prevent a succession of errors that cause unhappiness and discontent throughout life. Now, Dana Gionta, she's a psychologist, and she names two must-know feelings that when experienced signify that our boundaries are being violated. So my first boundary offering for you is to become aware of your feelings. As you know, I'm an emotionologist. I study emotions and work with creatives so they can manage their emotions so that they can graciously step into their genius with courage. And so feelings are very important in my world because they are the language of what's really going on, especially if you listen to them. And these will be your markers and very clear indicators that there's a boundary violation. So the first thing to think about really is emotional intelligence emotional intelligence. When you have an awareness of your own feelings and those around you, you stay one step ahead. 
I mean, think about this. It's like driving on a motorway and ignoring all the small signs along the way as you navigate, only to discover that you've missed a warning sign way back that told you that your exit was closed. Only when you get to that exit, it's closed. And that's when you're aware and then it's too late to change course. So the two emotions that I mentioned earlier, those emotions, they need to be paid attention to, discomfort and resentment. When you feel resentment in a situation or you have feelings of discomfort, these are your warning signs that your boundaries have been overstepped. And what might be causing it? What part do you play in it? Is there an expectation from you or someone else? Or are you feeling unappreciated, undervalued, taken advantage of? And if you were to quantify the feeling you've got, scale of zero to 10, 10 being the highest emotion state, what number would your feelings be at? And maybe you want to ask yourself, am I pushing past my own limits to please someone else? Or is someone imposing their values, their beliefs, their expectations on me? And what needs to change? What is it that you need to put in place to create this change? So those are the things to really think about when you are getting to grips with your emotions, bringing awareness to your emotions, the emotional intelligence, the understanding of how you're feeling. And not only that, how you're feeling in relation to others and how their emotions are impacting you. My next suggestion and offering for you to be able to step into a space of creating boundaries and setting personal boundaries is to know your limits. So question for you. How do you know you finished a race if there's no finish line? How can you set boundaries if you have no limits? So ask yourself, what will you tolerate and accept emotionally, accept mentally, accept physically and accept spiritually? What makes you feel stressed or uncomfortable? and start to observe and decide what your limits are because that's the place that you're going to start once you've become aware of your emotions. The third offering I want to uh, share with you is that we're not all the same. We are not all the same. We can forget that others don't live in our bubble. They don't live where we live. How you were brought up may conflict with someone else's way of being and vice versa. For example, think about uh, someone challenging you. They may think that it's a very way to conduct a healthy conversation, a healthy communication. However, you might think that it's disrespectful. And so for this reason, it's very important to consider this as you interact with others. It might be that a gentle highlighting of your discomfort to another just isn't enough. 
You may have to be firmer. You may have to be more direct to let them know that they have in some way pushed a boundary and crossed a line, especially if they have different life experiences so far. So on top of expressing your boundaries, it's important to be assertive and actually follow through by taking the necessary action that you said you're going to take or you said that you wish to have done. You know, you've got to set those boundaries and put it into action and clearly communicate with whoever it is that they've crossed your boundary. And that's part of your taking action. Remember, they're not mind readers, okay? And even though you know this intellectually, emotionally, you can be a little blind to it at times. So respectfully express how you feel and work together to address some kind of conclusion and recovery from whatever has happened. And I must say, this also includes romantic relationships, especially where space is involved. So does your partner know how much time you like for your personal self-nourishment and how much time you enjoy spending together? Boundaries. So take the time to preserve your boundaries as well as put them into place. And then we've got another offering here. The last one here is to say no to fear, guilt, and self-doubt. Say no to fear, guilt, and self-doubt. You no longer need to feel guilty for standing up or saying no to family members, okay? Whether it's family members, loved ones, colleagues, you no longer need to feel guilty for it. Putting a boundary in place allows you to move away from that emotional hijacking that often occurs when you want to say no but feel obligated to commit because of expectation or because of fear. When you put boundaries in place, you demonstrate self-respect. I'll say that again because it's so important. When you put boundaries in place, personal boundaries we're particularly talking about here, you demonstrate self-respect, which in turn can turn each other, well, actually in turn can teach each other how you want to be uh, looked at, uh, responded to, uh, acknowledged, dealt with, addressed, etc. Okay? How do you want to be treated? Treat yourself in the same way and give yourself some boundaries. It's important to give yourself permission as well to create those boundaries and then preserve them once they're in place. And one way to do this is to learn to put yourself first. Put yourself first. So you've got to take care of yourself, dear creative. And this will encourage the desire and motivation to put boundaries in place. Because when you put yourself first, you're saying that you matter. And with this instilled, this instilled self-respect, you'll have new energy, internal peace. Plus, you'll be able and available for others with your presence. Psychologist Dana Gyanta, she reminds us that setting boundaries takes courage, it takes practice, and it takes support. And we're going to go for a little break now, but when we come back, 
we're going to start practicing that and I'm going to share with you some boundaries that you can set up straight away from coming from this podcast, this show, to be able to make change in your life. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Nicolette on Riverside Radio. This is The Curious Creative and we're talking about boundaries right now and how we can not have boundaries. To be specific, we're talking about personal boundaries and how we don't create them. We don't set them and often because we don't know how to, to be totally honest. So here's some tools to be able to support that process of you learning how to create personal boundaries. Now, before the break, I talked about psychologist Dana Gianta reminding us that boundaries take courage and practice and support to set up. And I thought it could be quite useful for you to practice setting up and creating your boundaries. And this is the support. So I want you to take some time to answer the following questions to start the process of learning to create and set boundaries. You might want to write this down. If you're listening to the podcast, it means that you can go back and just retrack and write to check you've got it correct. Now, here are some of the boundaries that you can set up straight away. So question for you is what can people not do to you, for you, with you, around you? What can people not do? So here are some examples. People may not go through my personal belongings. People may not criticize me. People may not comment, make comments about my weight. People may not take their anger out on me. People may not humiliate me in front of others. People may not tell off color jokes in my company and people may not invade my personal space. So those are things that people cannot do to you in your company that you just won't tolerate. Next offering, what do you have to do? What do you have the right to ask to do? So I have the right to ask for, here are some examples, privacy, a new hairstyle from an old stylist, peace and quiet while getting a massage, helping around the house, more information before making a purchase, or just quiet time to myself. I have the right to ask for this. Maybe you've got your own list of the things that you believe you have the right to ask for. And then what must you put in place to protect your energy and your time? So to protect your energy and your time, it's okay to turn the ringer off on the phone. It's okay to take my time, to take your time returning calls or emails. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to bow out of a volunteer activity. It's okay to cancel a commitment when you're not feeling well. And what must you put in place to protect your energy and time? It's okay to reserve a place in your home that is off limits to others. It's okay. So do you remember earlier I was talking about being assertive and graciously telling the person, whoever is involved in your boundary setting, what you need, what's not acceptable, and what you'll not tolerate. 
Well, I'd like you to... I'd like to support you in the language you can use to arrive at this place with confidence, this place of sharing what you need, expressing what's not acceptable, and expressing what you're not tolerating. We've just been through a few of those things that will allow you to create some boundaries to find answers for what you're not tolerating, what you're not accepting, and what exactly you need. So your language, when you're in this situation, wanting to create set boundaries with someone else, it should be very simple. Yeah, Your language should be non-defensive. It should be non-debatable. Your language should be firm. It should be gracious and it should be direct. I invite you to stay away from feeling like you need to explain yourself when you're setting your boundaries and remain strong so that your needs are not ignored because you've backed down, you've stepped away, you've reneged and you said, oh, it's okay, you can continue doing that. So here are some different boundary situation examples to support you and how you can express yourself to set boundaries that might be useful when you're in particular situations, especially if you've never been in them before and you don't quite know how to navigate through them. So let's talk about briefly setting a boundary with an angry person. What could you say? Well, what you could say is you may not yell at me and that if you continue, I'll have to leave the room. So you're setting boundaries with someone who is angry and you're saying to them, you may not yell at me. If you continue, I will have to leave the room. Setting a boundary with personal phone calls at work. Something like, I've decided to take all personal calls in the evening in order to get my work done. I will need to call you later. So you're at work, the phone rings, it's a personal call, you haven't set any boundaries, so that person thinks they can call you any time, and you're sharing with them now, in that instance, I've decided to take all personal calls in the evening in order to get my work done. I will need to call you later. And that can, of course, be a conversation you can express outside of that immediate response. So let's say you've committed to something and it's an extra commitment. So to say no to extra commitments, you could say something like, although this organization is very important to me, I need to decline your request for volunteer help in order to honor my family's needs or to, in order to honor whatever else is going on in your world, in order to honor the fact that I need some quiet time, in order to honor the fact that I need a break right now. Whatever it is, you have the right to express it and demand it. So let's say you're wanting to set a boundary with someone who is critical. And perhaps it's about weight, which is a very sensitive subject to everybody, whether you're male or female. It's not okay with me that you comment on my weight is something that you could offer. And you could add, I'd like to ask you to stop. It's not okay with me that you comment on my weight. I'd like to ask you to stop. 
Now, sometimes people do things and they don't even realize they're doing it. So you confronting the situation in a very gracious, firm way can bring their awareness to what they are doing and the implications of it on you. Perhaps you need to buy yourself time when making tough decisions. So it might be something like, I'll have to sleep on it. I have a policy of not making decisions right away. Now that's a boundary that I have in place. I always take 24 hours to make a decision and I decided that after making an error and making an instant decision and having to back out of it and actually wishing I hadn't done it. So, you know, we need to learn from the incongruences that we create. So I decided how much time do I need to be able to be able to respond? What would be a suitable amount of time for someone else to get something back from me? 24 hours seems quite amicable and fair. And so for me, if someone's asking me to make a decision at that moment, it's just not possible. They will have to wait 24 hours because I'm not going to make the decision there and then. And it's up to them whether they decide that. If I lose out because of it, and I really can't make a decision in that instance, so be it. So imagine you want to back out of a commitment that isn't an extra commitment, it's just a commitment. You could say something like, I know I agreed to head up our fundraising efforts, let's say that's the example, but our reviewing, but after reviewing my schedule, I now realize that I won't be able to give it my best attention. Yeah, I, I know I agreed to head up whatever it was. I know that I agreed to take your dog for a walk on Mondays at four o'clock. But after reviewing my schedule, I now realize that I won't be able to give it my best attention. And then you could add, just so that you see, you know, they see that you're just not bailing out, I'd like to help find a replacement by the end of the week. Yeah, so you need to put that time scale in. If it's not by the end of the week, it's what? By the end of next week, it's in two weeks, it's tomorrow, whatever it is. I'd like to find a replacement by the end of whatever time frame is amicable for both of you. Uh, one of the ones that uh, you might have kids and, and they're an adult and they're constantly b borrowing money. You might have a friend who's always borrowing money from you. You might have a partner. You might have a, a sister, uh, another family member. And so a way to set boundaries around someone who borrows money from you is I won't be lending you money anymore. I love you. And you need to take responsibility for yourself. So I won't be lending you money anymore. I love you. And you need to take responsibility for yourself. So there's something called internal boundaries, personal boundaries that cause you to distort reality. Internal boundaries are like a thin sheath that covers what really is going on with distortion. So whatever's going on, it's like a thin sheath that goes over it that, um, uh, you know, the gels that you might have at the theater with lighting, the blue, the red, the yellow, the magenta, they go over the natural light and in some way, they put a hue over it that changes the color. Well, if we think even bigger than that, and we think analogy-wise, you know when you used to go to the fairground, or you've seen it in, in films, where they have those mirrors that distort your image. So 
your image is the same, but when you visually look in the mirror, you see it as different. So you have a mirror that your image is uh, distorted because of the way you're looking at it. But actually, if you looked down at yourself, it would be the same. <laughs> you would just be standing there without the squiggly bits and yeah, you get what I mean. Elongated, squash and fatty, whatever it is. And an example of this is when, for example, your creative work is commented on. You might see it as a criticism, but actually it's a comment or it's feedback or it's an expression of someone's interpretation. So it could be a piece of writing, a piece of art, it could be some videography, it could be some choreography. And without questioning, you might rise to the comment so you get defensive or you feel offended by it. And firstly, to say that just like our internal dialogue when we talk to ourselves, when someone says something to you, you actually don't have to respond immediately. And you don't really have to respond at all if you don't want to. I'm not talking ignoring them. Of course, acknowledge what they've said, but you don't actually have to rise to it in that capacity. When you find yourself hijacked by your internal boundary, that sheath that covers the reality, I invite you to stop. S-T-O-P. Stop. And to review the situation. And I've got a few questions that you can ask yourself in those moments. And the more you practice these, the easier they become, the more it seems effortless and doesn't seem like, oh, I've got to stop now, but I'm in the moment. And it just feels awkward and weird and inauthentic. The more you practice these away from the situation, please excuse me. <coughs> the more you practice these away from the situation, the easier they become. So ask yourself, what's true about me here? So when someone is actually saying something about your piece of work, they're criticizing it, they're commenting on it, however you want to have a perspective on that, what's actually true about, if it's you, what's true about the piece of work? What's true here? Second question you can ask yourself is, how much is it about the other person? You know, is it just their perspective on it? Or if it's something quite personal and it was critical, is it actually something they're going through that they are reflecting on you? What's going on there? How much is it about the other person? And finally, on those questions that are going to support you here, that you can ask yourself in the moment to assist you in coming away from being hijacked from your internal boundary, that sheath that dis distorts the truth. You can ask yourself, what must I do, if anything at all, to stand in my truth and regain my personal power. What do I need to do? If there's anything I need to do at all, what is it to stand in my truth and to regain my personal power? Now, are you someone who experiences feelings of guilt when you stand up for yourself? Is that you? Well, as we come to the end of our time together, I'd like to finish with just a few words on this. Whenever you step into your truth from a place of not having done it previously, you will feel guilty. You will feel guilty. 
And it's okay, it really is okay, to feel that emotional response of guilt. Remember that your guilt will be coming from a place of self-expectation. So what is it that you expect of yourself that you think you should be doing? Shoulds are not real. They are self-imposed or they're imposed by others that you should be doing. And the expectations you believe others have in you. And I say believe others have in you because it might be that actually they don't or they did but they no longer do. And at some point you haven't actually checked in with what it is that they expect of you. And there may well be those people who do have actual truth expectations that they have expressed clearly to you. And of course, you have the choice as to whether accept those as something that you can step up to or not. So when you move away from this, this, this feeling of guilt and knowing that it comes from a place of self-expectation and expectation you believe others have on you or the actual expectation that other people have expressed to you, when you move away from this and things shift up a little, it's going to be challenging for both of you. The upheaval, it's like throwing the, the um, balls up in the air and, and just kind of wondering which one you're gonna catch first. That moment of, <gasps> That's quite natural. So I invite you to be patient, be loving, be self-compassionate, be compassionate with the person whose world you are sort of reorganizing and telling them they need to be a different way around you. They've got to deal with that as well. It's gonna be challenging for you both so know that these feelings are caused by the change that's happening and the fact that you're now taking care of yourself. You're putting yourself first. You're making yourself a priority. You're demonstrating self-respect here. This is how I would like to be treated and I'm showing you by the way I treat myself. Let those around you that are connected with the guilt that you feel, let them know that this is what's going on, that it's due to the change and that you're taking care of yourself and that you are now the priority. It's important to communicate this with them so that you can tend to them more efficiently. That's why you are becoming the priority because you put your own gas mask on, oxygen mask on first and then you tend to others. So this is the same scenario. You're looking after yourself so that you can really give them what it is that they want and what they need. But it's very, very hard to give anything when you are running on empty. So change will always cause emotional disruption. So expect it. Know that it's okay. And actually, it's a certainty that you can manage. And by doing that, you can graciously step on with the personal boundary tasks in hand. You can get on with it and start putting them in place when you just know that when I start to do this, there's gonna be all heaps of disruption going on. And that's okay, because whatever goes up has to come down. So when it's all like, ah, I don't like it, you need to be like this, I don't like that, 
it's okay because at some point it will calm down if you stay strong and with the values of I need right now to look after myself. So change will always cause emotional disruption. And if you need support, you just reach out. So there you have it. Creating and setting personal boundaries to live a fulfilled, gracious and happy life. Thank you so much everybody today for listening. All you wonderful creatives and everybody else who might be sharing this space with me. You deserve a fulfilled, gracious and happy life. And now with these tools, you have the opportunity to create it. It's been a pleasure. It always is. So I invite you to start creating your personal boundaries. It's what you do. You are a creator. So start with you and let the innovations, innovations are something where you take old and turn it into something new. Yeah. Let the innovations ripple outwards so they positively impact everything in your world. Thank you for listening. It's another Curious Creative show down and it's been a pleasure because it always is. And I wish you a wonderful week ahead. Connect with me at Embodied Entrepreneur on social media. Visit my website, embodiedentrepreneur.co.uk. Check out what's going on there. And please do share the podcast. You can find it at anchor.fm, which is the platform. But actually, it's just about on every um, podcast platform, that popular ones that you might have. So go to your podcast platform and just look for the curious creative okay and uh tell fellow creatives about the show so that i can continue to serve them and you and come september some really lovely news coming out just to the show's development etc so do stay tuned for that i want to thank you for listening until next time keep creating Thank you.